0: Almighty Heavenly Father, um, I don't know why you chose me, but I'm clinging to your promise to be with me. I ask that you cover me with your righteousness and help me have an understanding of the words that you have for your congregation. Thank you for this family of believers and the guests gathered here. I ask that your Holy Spirit descend upon us now to have an understanding of your, your words. I ask that you shine through me, and I ask this in your name, amen. So we're talking about stewardship Seek first the kingdom of God. Stewardship is caretaking, taking care of something. Have you ever taken care of a pet? Nod your head yes if you've ever been small. So we're talking about caretaking of the time, the talents, the money, the energy that we receive from God. Stewardship is a practical expression of the character of Christ to each other. It's an expression of our love for God. A means for living out the truth that we've been given in Christ. So how we express this character is, how we express this caretaking, rather, is how we express God's character to the world. So the purpose of stewardship, what's the purpose of stewardship in this caretaking, Been given to us for? Why has this been given to us? Um, an evangelist had asked this question of an aquarist. They asked, what's, what's your favorite animal? Uh, what does everyone like to see or what does everyone like to buy at the, uh, the aquarium shop? And he said, a shark, I like to buy sharks. Uh, first off, sharks are very cool. Uh, but second, uh, sharks grow to about the size of their tank. So if you have a 12 inch tank, you have a six inch shark. And the cool thing about sharks is as they grow to the size of the tank, they're fully mature. You have a shark with all the little shark teeth and it does shark behaviors. Uh, but is that what God designed a shark to do? Everyone say no is that where a shark is living out the purpose that god designed it for so if you apply that to practical christianity if you apply that to caretaking of what god has given you are you a happy little six inch christian sitting in a mud puddle and saying i am fully mature i have everything i need i'm using all the time talents and energy that god has given me for the purposes that he's giving them to me Uh, so you're happily sitting in your mud puddle or are you out are you seeking that great wide ocean where your purpose is exhibited fully where god has designed you to be out there spreading using what god has given you to and not being a six inch christian but a fully grown fully mature in the right environment so stewardship is caretaking growth maturity living the life that you were designed for so we're going to go into three purposes of stewardship why god has designed it Uh, primarily stewardship is used to glorify god i'd like you to turn to 2 Corinthians 9, verses 12 to 15. 2 Corinthians 9, verses 12 to 15. For the administration of the service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but is also abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men that by their, and by their prayer for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The primary purpose in my study that I learned of stewardship and caretaking, that gift of God to us is to glorify him, is to glorify God. You ever thought about the use of your time and money as an act of worship? Have you thought of stewardship as an act of worship, like caretaking? Listen to what the prophet Haggai, or Haggai, shared with the governor of Judah and the high priest at the time of King Darius. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I might take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you, br- what you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. The use of what God has given us, that stewardship, that caretaking, is to glorify Him. First uh, Corinthians 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, glorify God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Stewardship is used to glorify God. Have you ever heard the saying, what if you woke up tomorrow with what you thanked God for today? Think about, think about what you, uh, if you knelt down for a family worship last night and you prayed, what did you thank God for? And if you woke up this morning, would you still have a house? Uh, or a car? Or friends? Or food? That caretaking. Romans 12.2 Romans 12.2 states, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I find that in the act of stewardship and that caretaking, that materialism, That desire for stuff, the love of owning things, it melts away into genuine concern and care for the things of God. So I wish that I could go to, uh, um, I'm assuming there's a new store in the Sears department area in the mall. I haven't been in there a while. But uh, they're going to open a new character shop. So we're we're going to go down to the new Sears character shop and purchase a six pack of love, patience, kindness, uh, I'd probably go to Costco for patients for a three-pack and balk, um, but uh, I wish I wish that were the case. So you could go down, go down to the store and buy buy some character traits. But God has designed stewardship to kind of be that be that shop. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, God designed stewardship system to develop and enhance those character traits. That blessing of stewardship, when it's used to glorify God, is where that all begins. So when placed in the context of glorifying God, stewardship second is used to bless others. 2 second, second Corinthians 9, 1-5, nine, nine, to five, my apologies. Now concerning the ministering to the saints it's superfluous for me to write to you. For I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians that Achaia was ready a year ago and your zeal stirred up the majority. Yet I have sent the brethren lest our boasting of you shall be in vain in this respect that as I have said you may be ready. Lest if some Macedonians come to me and you find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a manner of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. You see, that launches into God loves the cheerful giver. Stewardship is used in that context to bless others. In sharing with others the blessing that God has provided knowledge of God is directly advanced uh, Ellen went wrote in the Review and Herald 1886 she wrote that God is not dependent upon men for the advancement of his cause he might have made the angels the ambassadors of his truth he might have made known his will as he proclaimed the law from Sinai with his own voice but in order to cultivate a spirit of benevolence in us he has chosen men to employ to do this work Every act of self-sacrifice for the good of others will strengthen the spirit of beneficence in the giver's heart, outlying him more closely with the Redeemer of the world, who was rich, yet for our sakes became poor, that we might through his poverty become rich. It is only as we fulfill the divine purpose in our creation. Remember our six-inch Christian sitting in a mud puddle. It's only as we fulfill the divine purpose in our creation that life can be a blessing to us. All of the good gifts of God to man will prove only a curse unless he employs them to bless his fellow men and for the advancement of God's cause on the earth. That hit me. All of the good gifts of God to man will prove only a curse unless he employs them to bless his fellow men and for the advancement of God's cause on the earth. So practically, I want you to think of the last time that you're giving your time, your talents, your money, your energy, affected others. So with uh, Christmas about a month away, do you remember uh, if your children received gifts on Christmas morning and they were so very sad, they put on sackcloth and ashes. I remember at our house, we had a lot of frowns. Everyone was very very downtrodden and sad. No, 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 no. If, imagine if we can connect that joy of receiving a, gri- a gift with the precious life-giving wealth of the Savior that gave it in the first place. Let me say that again. The core of Christianity, connecting the life-giving, precious wealth of the Savior with people in need of Him. So stewards can rejoice in the blessings that comes to others as a result of their faithfulness. So I want you to segue with me a little bit in terms of time. So this is not my actual time this week. I have a lot of time on play there. Um, this is a representation, not my actual life. Although, eh. Um, I want you to think about your life this week in terms of time. I want actualities. Think in your mind's eye, how did you practically spend your time this week? If you put it into a pie chart up in front of 300 people in the church, what would it look like? You'd have a large portion of time spent unconscious, sleeping. You'd have a portion of time spent earning money or working for an employer. What portion of your time would be spent in that little yellow triangle there? that time that you said I spend with God, this is my time for God, or my time used to take care of others, to bless others with my time, what would that, that portion look like? So I recently enjoyed a sermon by Mark Howard, uh, we found on Audioverse, at GYC 2012. Uh, it's a sermon's called The Ministry of Attendance. I'll let you look it up after church. Uh, the Ministry of Attendance, The the concept that he presented was Thinking of the stewardship of your time and attendance at church as a ministry in itself. Attendance at prayer meetings, which is Tuesday nights. Attendance at evangelistic events. Uh, it kind of struck me that while I may not be rich in finances, God has blessed me with time. I have time that I can use for Him. Has God asked me to minister with my attendance at church events, at helping with the, uh, the homeless families that are coming to the church? I can sleep overnight in a church. I can do that. So what happens then? What happens then, finally, if, if you use your stewardship, your caretaking to glorify God and then to bless others? Finally, 2 Corinthians 9, verses 8 and 9, God blesses the giver. For God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, having, all, having had all sufficiently... For, <clears throat> Sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, and his righteousness endures forever. Verse 10, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. God blesses the giver. So through that stewardship... Through that caretaking of what God has given you, God blesses the, the giver. He has designed blessings of character. So if a character is the only thing we take with us from this life to the next, why are we so concerned with the things of earth? I want you think about that. So if, if your character is the only thing that you're taking with you to heaven, would you be able to recognize Josh when you meet him in heaven by his character? So has there been a time in your life that you've chosen to give sacrificially? So, against my uh, wife's better judgment, I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) She does have good judgment. Um, We were living in Brainerd Road at the time downtown, which is near Krispy Kreme. That's a donut shop for those of you who are vegan. (laughs) And we had been working with our neighbor, Mike, for some time. And uh, he knew that we were Christian and he knew a little bit about our beliefs. And uh, I think his story was, he had met an Adventist at one point. Uh, so, we had some plumbing issues and uh, if you've never shopped for a second-hand toilet, I encourage you, it's a great character development, but we found on, uh, on the internet, we found a, a toilet for free, brand new, must-take-all, and we were a little suspicious about what does what, what must-take-all mean, so <laughs> we went anyway and we learned that the, uh, the giver had two toilets, so we loaded them in the back of the car. And I set one outside as I installed the other one. Well, I came back out, and uh, to get some, so my neighbor Mike was standing in my yard, and he was staring at the toilet. And I said, uh, "I said, can I help you with something?" And he uh, lamented over his plumbing issues. He said, "How did you come across this superb, crafted toilet?" And uh, and how how did you how did you come across this? And I said, "Well, God provided it. We prayed. We asked God. God provided a toilet." And he got kind of quiet and he said, could my God provide for him? And uh, he didn't know at the time. He was standing in front of the second one there. I said, there you go. It's all yours. Uh, He got really quiet. He was almost in tears as I carried a toilet back to his house next door. He said, "Uh, how could my God do the same for him? So a toilet allowed me to witness to my neighbor and I could tell him that all he had to do was seek God first and all these things would be added to him. So he passed away about four years ago. But I pray that my interactions with the toilet and being humble enough to, to allow God to work, work with me, um, there was a lot of additional character development, as if you've ever worked in construction, um, that came with that. But I pray that my, my willingness to work with God and that stewardship of what he had given me showed my neighbor Christ's love before he died. Luke 10.27 says Jesus calls each follower to love God with all their heart, their soul, their strength, and their mind. So, I want to think a little bit about practical stewardship. What are some practical applications? God, stewardship, caretaking what God has given us is used to, number one, glorify God. Number two, uh, it's used to bless others, and through that blessing others and glorifying God, the giver is blessed. So, what are some practical ways we can do that? So, one, we've already talked a little bit about, is using our time wisely. Using our time wisely. God considers us, God calls us to consider our priorities. So if you're looking at that pie chart in your mind's eyes, and, uh, and you said, what could, I, what could I have done instead of what I did in that pie chart to, to move that around so God would be honored and God glorified? So in my life especially, life can become a pretty easy series of distractions. So, how can we ensure that our lives make a difference? In uh, Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 17, it says, Be very, very careful then how you live. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Use our time wisely. Second, we can uh, develop our talents and abilities. First so 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Everyone's been given at least one spiritual gift. 1 Peter 4.10 explains, everyone should each one should use whatever gift they've received to serve others. Glorify God, bless others. Faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. God is honored when we use our minds for His purposes. Intelligence, intelligence isn't something to be squandered. Rather, it's a gift that should be developed to its God-given potential in order to serve and glorify God. So we can, we can develop this caretaking, this stewardship through prioritization, good prioritization of our time, through developing our talents and abilities, through our use of our money. Um, I was thinking about what would happen if Pastor Chris received a call. And this is hypothetical, I'd like to keep that in your mind. Where's my finance people? Uh, uh, hypothetical, so the IRS called Pastor Chris and said, uh, uh, we'd like to speak with you about a congregant. Pastor Chris said, well, I don't know what this is about, but I'd, I'd be happy to help, uh, what, are we, what are we discussing? And they said, well, do you have a, a person named Josh Fraker in your congregation? Pastor Chris said, yes, uh, but, but what can I do? how can I help with that situation? And the IRS said, it's not a problem, we're just confirming, did he give $100,000 to the building fund last year before the end of tax time? And Pastor Chris thought for a moment and said, he will. Um, As as much as our finance people love that to be a reality, I would love that to be a reality. Um, God desires in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. A heart overflowing, not with the physical things that God's provided, but an understanding of the generosity that's been shown to us, shown to me as a sinful human being. Say amen to that. God desires a heart overflowing, not with the physical things he's provided, but an understanding of what he's shown us through Christ on the cross. God provides the means by which we live. And in gratitude, we return our tithes, our offerings, our time to him. Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing to you, you will not have room for it. Jesus promised this in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. God desires practical stewardship by caretaking of our bodies. There may be someone in here, a guest, that is going through stop smoking. Amen to that. Honoring God with your body is biblical. 1 Corinthians 6.19-20, and 20, uh, which we read a little earlier. If you're not involved with some of our health evangelism programs, either attending or helping out with, I encourage you to. Um, because you can show caretaking, practical stewardship, and that giving back to that generosity that God has shown in us by ca- taking care of your body. Uh, finally, uh, through practical stewardship, God to glorify God, blessing others, and God blessing you, we can spread the message of the gospel. The gospel commission in Matthew 28, 18-20. We've been entrusted with the work of making disciples, of baptizing, of teaching. This is a special privilege. Have you ever thought about caretaking of the gospel message that God has given us as an act of stewardship, as an act of worship used to glorify Him? 1 Corinthians 4, verses 1 and 2. Men ought to regard us as servants of Christ, and those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it's required of those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. We've been given the privilege of sharing the good news with the world. So this is what stewardship's all about. Are you willing to use your time, your money, your energy to glorify God? Are you willing to bless others because of what Christ has already given you? Are you open to receiving blessings that he has in store for you? God desires that his workers in every line shall look to him as the giver of all they possess. All right inventions and improvements have their source in him who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. The skillful touch of the physician's hand, his power over nerve and muscle, his knowledge of the delicate organism of the body is the wisdom of divine power to be used in behalf of the suffering. The skill with which the carpenter uses the hammer The strength with which the blacksmith makes the anvil ring comes from God. Christ's Objects Lesson, chapter 20. So so I encourage you, I encourage you, don't be a six-inch Christian sitting in a mud puddle happy with how you've matured, how you've grown, but not even close to the environment that God has designed you to be in. I encourage you to use those gifts, the time, the talent, the money that God has provided you to glorify God, to bless others. And through that, that development of character that He's promised will be yours. Would you bow your heads with me as we close Prepare, prayer? Almighty Heavenly Father, um, for the reason You've given us the Sabbath day, we are thankful, uh, we're grateful. I ask that You look over the hearts and minds of everyone here. Um, if they have a relationship with You, I ask that You grow and further that If they don't have a relationship with you, I ask that they they look to you as the source, the source of all their strength, of their life, their vitality. I thank you and praise you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I ask that you go with us as we go into the next, next week. Help us to use our time, our talents, our money, our energy to glorify you so we can hasten your coming. I ask this in your name. Amen.